Hey everyone, welcome to the Torque Message of the Week. We know you will be uplifted and equipped to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus through what is spoken. Please enjoy this message from Pastor Tony Cassis. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit torque.org. Now for the message. And he's going to cop it off with the creme de la creme, your word. Let's reach our hands forward. Father, we just thank you so much for the word that you've given Pastor Tony for us tonight. We know it's going to bring life, Lord. It's going to bring change. It's going to bring challenge. But Lord, it's going to bring hope. So we thank you, Lord. Let his words now be your words and find the root to produce the fruit that you have called in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, I don't sing and dance like my, the rest of my family does. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to uh, succumb to any of that kind of flattery. But I, I took much pleasure watching Nathan, Natalie and um, Karen up here together because it brought back memories because um, Nate, Nate and Natalie used to dance together all the time and I personally think they're wonderful dancers. Wow, we had some fun. I never thought I'd be backing up my own daughter. Wow. It's great. It's great. Um, Pastor mentioned about the, the message this morning. I'm not going to repeat it. I felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to go another way tonight. But I do recommend you, um, you know, watch the teaching from this morning. It'll help you a lot. It was about complacency and how, you know, when you, when you first start a new venture, you're all excited, you, you're dedicated, you work hard. But once the, the novelty of of that new venture starts to become a regular thing, you tend to fall into complacency and that's where the enemy gets in, all right? But uh, just go and look it up on Facebook or on, what's the other link, Nate? Spotify. I like the Spotify link because I often listen to messages from the rest of the team while I'm driving or or, or I'll be at work and I've got the earphones in. I haven't been doing that lately because I've been in the middle of a fiery trial, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. Let's go to Ephesians 6. And again, we're reading something that most of you have read many times over. You're familiar with the armour of God. Last time I spoke to the evening service, we spoke about the principalities and powers and the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly realms. Remember that? that we're to have our hearts and our minds and our desires in the heavenly realm because that's, that's where the war is. That's what the reality is before it reaches the ground, okay? It has to be released in heaven before it can be released on the earth. Now, I spoke about that, I think it was last week? No, the week before. So that also would be on Spotify. And again, I encourage you to listen to that. Heaven realities. And uh, I take my own advice. Every, my, uh, every Tuesday when I'm driving or on the train, I listen back to the Word because I want to apply it to me. I can't just teach it. 
I have to apply it. And many times my, my wife or my son will say, Dad, have, why aren't you applying what you preached on Sunday? And I go, wow, that's conviction. All right, so I don't want that to happen anymore. All right, so tonight I just want to quickly go into the armour of God. And it's, it's um, Paul's angle on defensive and offensive weaponry. Paul's angle on defensive and offensive weapons. Out of the five portions of armour, four are defensive. Okay? Only one is offensive or attack. Okay? Truth, righteousness, peace, faith and salvation are all designed to secure your life in God, right? Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth um, and the shield of faith. Now, without getting too technical about literal armour, really these are the five things that we go to war with and the, the things that we use to defend our lives and faith with. Okay, Paul sometimes interchanges the helmet and the breastplate and so forth. But as long as we get the main point he's making. Okay, so let's read it in Ephesians 6. He says, Stand therefore, verse 14, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, in this particular description of the armour, Paul leaves the sword of the Spirit last. And I believe the Holy Spirit led him to do that. Because every other part of the armour is defence, defence, defence. Sometimes when you're in a trial and things aren't going your way, the devil's going to try and hit you with a fiery dart. Now get, get Paul's imagery. A fiery dart is an arrow with its head on fire. And he doesn't necessarily have to get close to throw that dart at you. And one of the darts he throws is when you're really, really down is, are you saved? Is God real in your life? Maybe you should be born again again. Has anyone had those thoughts? Of course you do. That is a fiery dart. It's designed to shake your faith, shake your salvation. How nasty is this devil we fight? I've got some heads thinking right now. But it's true. This is why Paul says it's like a, your salvation is like putting a helmet on. When you get those thoughts 
that try and make you feel you're separate from God, recognize it as a dart from the devil. Okay? A DOD, dart of devil. Remember that. The helmet is designed to protect your mind from such thoughts. The crown of thorns is atonement for thoughts like that. Remember that? Jesus bled from his head. So everywhere where the thorn made him bleed covers your mind. Are you with me? And believe me, you can be in the Lord 50 years and still have the devil try and throw one of these darts at you. <laughs> your, your, your whole 50 years of Christianity has been a waste of time. Are you saved? Quench that dart. Quench that dart. Why does he use the word quench? Douse that fire with the word of God. Are you hearing me? The belt of truth. You know, a, a belt on an armour is different to a, a you know, a, a, what would you call this? A, a designer belt. The belt is there primarily to hang other bits of weapons on it. The sword, okay? Normally you would have a water bottle or a gun or whatever in modern terms. But it's there to hold everything up and have you ready with a weapon that you may need. He uses the term belt of truth. Everything we do is held up by the truth which God speaks. Okay? And so that is literally the scripture is like a belt. And you need to know the Word of God, the Scripture, enough so that, number one, you'll know when a dart comes. And number two, you'll know what the truth is when you need it. Truth is not objective. Ask yourself, your truth may be different to someone else's truth outside. We, it's, it's not subjective. It's objective, I meant to say. Truth is not to be compromised. It's not subjective to people's version of truth. This is how the devil got Eve. You won't die. You'll be like God. He lied. She forgot the truth. Her husband told her, we are not to eat from the tree lest we die. Okay? So we need to know what God has said on every subject that we're battling for, okay? If you don't know what God says, you're, you're already a ship without an engine. You're a sitting target for the enemy. We're told that because of ignorance, people perish, and it's true, okay? Ignorance about the word. Now, the preparation of the gospel of peace, he says, are... Shoes. So peace is part of your defensive weaponry or defensive armour. When you start losing your peace, the enemy's starting to get in. Pastor taught us in the kingdom emotions. 
Peace is like a bouncer at the door of a nightclub. Hopefully you're not a nightclub. Let's use a biblical term. Peace are the doormen and women at the Lord's house. Anything that is contrary to peace is not allowed in his house. And I've got to admit, this trial we've been in, boy, have I've had peace tested. Okay? And our peace will get tested. But it's also a set of shoes because he wants us to take the gospel places. The gospel is on the move. It shouldn't be stationary. But it's called the gospel of peace. Peace with God. Remember Jesus said, I've not come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Paraphrased, I haven't come to tell people that God is angry and wants to judge them. No, I've come to tell people that God wants to be at peace with them. As long as they repent. We never take repentance out of the gospel. God wants peace with repentance. They want peace without repentance. You get me? So another sign that your armour is intact is when you're not losing your peace. I'm glad about what Nate said about the house. The Lord said to him that he's teaching him that no house will get between him and God. So nothing should be an idol, really. Okay? So peace is a big part of your defence. If you start to lose your peace, go back to God and ask the Holy Spirit, why am I not trusting you enough to feel a peace about this? Because the moment you lose your peace, you're starting in your own works again. You're trying to defend yourself again. Are you hearing me? You're trying to justify yourself again, which brings up the breastplate of righteousness. You know, a breastplate is designed to cover the, the torso, the, the part where the heart and the lungs, they, the vital organs are protected by the, the breastplate. A Roman breastplate went to the waist, just, just above the belt, okay? So if someone tried to thrust you through with a sword or a spear, the breastplate would stop that. Remember, easiest way to kill a person is, you know, the heart, the lungs. You're a goner. And, and this is, we're talking in the ancient warfare techniques and I don't want to get too gory, but it protects the vital organs, but especially your heart. Our righteousness is not our own. And I know one of those darts, one of those fiery arrows that the enemy's going to throw at you is you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough for God to give you this. You're not worthy enough. Remember you did ABC just yesterday. You lost it yesterday, you wicked little person, you. How, why would God want to bless you? You're full of it. Who has thoughts like that? I'm not worthy. Again, you're starting to lose the battle if you believe that there's anything good about you. The goodness we have is because of what God has done all the time, not just when you feel it. 
Do, do you get this? There are times when you feel you're good with God and there are times when you feel like you are not good with God. True, right? Your mouth has missed it, your body's missed it, your brain has missed it. Please, who goes to bed at night knowing that 100% of what they thought during the day was all godly? Forget that kind of... Don't write yourself off, that day will come where every thought is captivated. But again, when we try and stand before God without Christ's righteousness, the enemy starts to get placed because we're starting to believe that our own goodness protects our hearts. It doesn't. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. You've got to be in Christ to have the righteousness of God. But he's always going to throw that one at you. You know, um, our personal reading at the moment is in Job. Job spent 37 chapters trying to prove to his friends and God that he was righteous. And the whole time, he's unrighteous. He's under the grace of God, but he thinks he hasn't sinned until God talks to him. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. Job was a really great guy. But unfortunately, he didn't have a breastplate of righteousness on. The enemy hit him with a dart. God God allowed Satan to bring up Job's self-righteousness. He even said to God, if I've sinned, tell me. Not, I have sinned, tell me. If I've sinned, tell me. Get it? Because John tells us, if we say we haven't sinned, we're making God a liar. You don't want to do that. So that's the, um, the breastplate of righteousness. Now this one's an important one, the shield of faith. Again, defensive. Those fiery darts, your primary protection is the shield of faith. And what is faith? Believing what God has said. This is my point tonight. This is very important. I was journaling on uh, during the week about some situations and at the end part of my journal the Lord said to me I'm about what was it pastor something remember that bit about Satan I might have it oh the Lord said to me that Satan was about to receive a significant blow that he cannot recover from in your lives. Right? Oh, don't, don't rejoice yet. I don't know what it is yet. I'm just, I'm seeking the Lord. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you some of what I experienced. Because when he said that, I started to think. Because we, we sort of take it as part of the program for, for the devil to give us all that he's got. 
all the time, right? But when the Lord said this to me, I thought to myself, if I ever wanted to get someone back for all the trials and the tears and the heartaches that have been a part of my life, what would it be? And I knew to do with the enemy, if I could inflict on the enemy what he's inflicted upon me 10 times over because God gave me that ability and I started feeling excited. I said, when the Lord said, I'm about to, you know, put on Satan a blow that he cannot recover from, I started going, oh my God, this is God's vengeance for me over all those times where the enemy has got it over me. So I started, uh, what is it? What is it? I want to know what that, what, how are you going to hit him? Anyway, it's a work in prose, pro, progress. I don't want to say it's anything except that the, it's the grace of God. I have nothing that I could possibly do in that area. Only God could say something like that and make it happen. But it made me think with this part of the armour, the sword of the Spirit is our way of hitting back. Everything else is bang. You're walking on the back foot. Dart, dart, dart. Trick, trick, trick. Punch, punch, punch. What part of the armour is payback? And it's the sword. The sword is the only attack weapon. It's defensive and offensive. It's both. It's the only one that's the attack weapon. And Paul lists it last. He says the sword of the Spirit is the reamer of God. And this is it. This is where the battle is. Because if you don't have the reamer, you don't have faith as a shield. And the sword has always got two edges. This word puts you in the ballpark, but it doesn't deliver the blow that wins the battle. Only a revelation delivers the blow. Are you getting this? This word gets you into the zone. The Rima word gets you over the, 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 um, what do they say in American football when you, the goal line. I was going to say the try line, but it's the goal line. (laughs) It gets you over for a touchdown. You've got to get this. Because I can tell you, I have only been hanging on these last three months because of what God has revealed. And whenever I'm starting to feel like my own righteousness or my own salvation or my own fear or my own identity is getting lost, I go back to what he has said. And he keeps telling me, war with the word, war with the word. War with the Word. Are you doubting? Speak the Word. Are you lost? Speak the Word. And believe the Word. That's where that shield of faith is. How can you stop his darts if you don't know what he said? To you personally. 
You can say by his stripes I'm healed. But until he's told you personally I'm going to heal you, it's a half job. Am I wrong, Pastor? When Pastor was healed of her paralysis, the Lord spoke to her, Arima. That's what took her into the goal line. She knows what the Scripture says. He laid his hands on all the sick and the lame he healed. The blind he healed. The sick he healed. The leper he healed. But what about me? What are you saying to me? What's the now word for me? You should read her testimony. It'll bless you. And this is how you pay back. This is how you take territory. Wouldn't you like to smash that enemy all the way back to where he came from? How about throwing a few of God's darts at him? By the way, Satan, the Lord said to me, A, B, C, D, back off. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. The sword of the Spirit, which is the reamer of God. Now, the ballpark is the word. God is not going to tell you anything contrary to what he's already said. But you've got to get that reamer. And if you miss the mark, don't worry. He can pick you up, put you back in the playing field. And he's got plenty of people and witnesses that will help you find exactly what he's saying. But I'm telling you, it's, it's a work in progress. And this goes hand in hand with what I shared this morning. We're complacent if we're not seeking the Lord and hearing what he's telling us. Now, Pastor and I can help to get you into that part where you can hear God. We can confirm for you even. But we can't do it all for you. And we can't war for you. We can pray with you, but we can't actually do the war for you. We can pray over you. We can ask God's grace for you. But if you keep that sword in its sheath, It's going to take a long time to win. Pastor wrote a journal many years back. It's still significant for today. Can you remember what it was called? Something, don't put your sword down. Do you remember what it was called, Nate? Don't put your sword down. down. No, it had something else to it. And what what the the theme of that writing was, wield your sword. Wield your sword. And that is, stay alert. And constantly to remind us that if we get complacent and not do the necessary wielding of our weaponry, we start to get on the defensive again and we'll lose territory. Okay? I love the the I love Joshua because he's the only leader of all of Israel's history who only had one battle that he lost, and that was because he didn't get 
a rhema from God. His battle in AI was the only battle he lost because he didn't go for strategy. He assumed he could go on yesterday's plans. And he lost. That's why the Lord rebuked him when he was crying. He got on his face and said, Lord, you know, Israel is running before it. He goes, what are you doing crying? You know what's going on here? There's sin in the camp. Get it dealt with and let's go forward. It's the only battle he lost. And I loved it because he's the only leader who always mobilized the entire nation. He never said, come on, we only just need a few. He said, if it's just a little city from now on, we all fight it. If it's a big city, we all fight it. We all go to war. And this is what the Lord's bringing to this church. Your battle is my battle. My battle is your battle. You got that? But the Rima is the only payback on the enemy. You go, you'll throw a lie here, a lie there, a desire here, a desire there, a thought here. Give it back, guys. With the Word of God, that's what Jesus did. Jesus gave it back. Get behind me, Satan. It is written. Bam, 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 bam. And the scripture says he left him for a time. We have battles that we don't get any break from. Please don't think that Satan's going to be nice to you. Like he's going to give you a bit of a break. You're exhausted. Oh, devils, back off. Let him have a break. Let's feel so- not in his vocabulary. But you can always get the edge through the Holy Spirit. And I'm not trying to be facetious or trying to assume I have some kind of, you know, battle strategy over the devil. No, I'm just telling you by the grace of God, that offensive weapon, the the sword of the Spirit, which is the revelation God has told you, that's what will give it back to the enemy. And your feelings won't be aligned with it sometimes. You won't feel like it's true. You won't feel like God's backing you. The timing won't be right. Hallelujah, time has been a fire for us. But again, we go back to what God said. Yeah, that's right. Herein is the victory, right there. Okay? Is truth what God has said to you, or is it the circumstances? trying to overcome what God has said. All right? The the apostles said to the Lord when he said, how hard is it for a rich man to enter into the kingdom? Jesus said, with man it is impossible, but with God... All things are possible. All things are possible. And so 
what he has revealed to us personally. And I encourage you all to allow truth to be a part of your interaction with God. Pastors have taught us in great detail who shall ascend to the mount of the Lord he who speaks the truth in his heart. This is why the belt of truth is very important. I remember, and again, I'll share this one, one other experience I had, and then I'll close. I was in prayer, worshiping before the Lord, and and you know, for for twenty years of my Christianity, the first twenty years of my Christianity, I was very much affected by a teaching by Mike Bickle from the International House of Prayer. He said in, back then when we were using cassettes, he said in this cassette teaching, do you know what a cassette is? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we used before CDs. And then we got outgrown by pods, iPods. Anyway, um, when he said that whenever he would go to prayer, he would visualize Revelation 4, where John goes up through the doorway in heaven and he sees a throne. And then he describes how God looks on the throne and it's surrounded by 24 elders and angels. And that's the image that he always had when he went into prayer. And I said, Lord, that, that's something I want to start with. And that led me for many, many years. Whenever I'd go to prayer, I would, I would sense that the Lord was on the throne and I was there. I would always see steps, 12 steps up to his throne and I would just talk to the Lord in that place. It, it doesn't have to be that way. I know you can be out on the Sea of Galilee. You can be on a couch or something, whatever the Holy Spirit leads you for that interaction. There's no limits to that. But to me, that's where I started just at the beginning of the year, I felt the Lord say to me, no, 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 you're, you're still thinking too low. You're not at the bottom of the steps. You're at my right hand. And then my whole scope changed. I'm not looking up to God. I'm looking out from God. And what happened was, I've been doing this regularly because I feel that's, I always ask the Holy Spirit to lead me. But while I'm there before the Lord, a spirit comes forward and it wants to approach, but an angel says, no, stop right there. You, you can't come closer than right there. And I knew it was demonic because I, all I could tell you was it looked like an insect, but it had hands and legs I couldn't see its face. It was all dark. It was horrid. And the Holy Spirit said, this spirit is here to accuse you. I said, Lord, okay, but what is it? I can't even describe what it is. And the Lord said to me, dead religion. Now, you would think dead religion would come up as a Pharisee or you know, in all this religion, it was just a horrible looking insect kind of creature. And then another spirit came forward in another form 
And I looked at it and it was $100 bills coming out of this man's heart. Thousands of them. I said, Lord, okay, what does this mean? And he said to me, greed. Satan's accusing you of greed. I went, really, greed? And he started to show me little things I say and do that have a lust involved, a coveting. Now, I'm sharing this because truth is God's truth. And if the enemy has something that you don't see just yet, we have to be open to the Lord to say, hey, let's clear this up. So I immediately said, Lord, the blood of Jesus, hallelujah. I, I, I confess. I, I know it's there. I'm not sure how it operates, but I know it's there. See what I'm saying? This is the kind of experience that you must allow the Holy Spirit to take you through. And I'm not trying to discourage you. What I'm saying is that the Western Christian ethic is, oh, we're so good and we're, oh, Jesus did it all. When deep down in our hearts, we have issues that need cleaning up. This is about making it real. I can't stand before God if God can't make it real. Because we're in a courtroom and if the enemy has place, we need to make sure he loses that place. So God can move. And honestly, I was so encouraged because at the end of that session, I, and look, I, my wife will tell you, I don't have experiences like this often. But I saw myself with a white gown and a golden sash. And I knew I had hair on my head, but I, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I thought that was my imagination. But it was such an encouragement to see I had a white gown. I'm not thinking about this thing. I saw it. I just went like that. I went, oh, my God. I'm in white. That kind of experience does miles to encourage you. And I heard the Lord say to my Lord, get that? I heard the Lord say to my Lord, He said, Our son. He didn't say my son. He said, our son is asking a request. And out of that whole session, I th all, I, all I came out of was so full of understanding the individual love he had for me. When he said, our son, he said, clothe our Son. Now, the Lord wants you to experience similar things His way in your life. And this will help you to get it over the enemy. Remember, fear is only there.
because you still don't comprehend his love for his son, his daughter. He wants to be able to say to you, bring that crown forward, angels. Crown our daughter with it. Bring that garment forward. Clothe our son with it. Ow. He can say my, he can say our. He can say we want to clothe our son and daughter. Remember, love is the key. Big love, big faith. Little love, little faith. Amen? So, those kind of things will be greatly enhanced if you have done the courses. The pastors have laboured very thoroughly, very intricately to put us on the page with the Holy Spirit, open up the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm, right? I submit my revelations to pastor, just like everybody else. And I, I want that input. Because honestly, if you know me, you know that man, sometimes I come away thinking, is that God? Is that God? But let's get a little bit more spiritual here. These revelations are designed to get the enemy out of the situation and to push him back. Push him back. He'll have countermeasures, but you'll be more ready if you understand the love of God. Pastor Tim and I were talking about our daily reading and recently... uh, if you've been reading the, the book of Acts with us, Paul went to uh, uh, Philippi where he was beaten by the mob and thrown into the jail. And him and Silas decided to start singing hymns at midnight. I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I would sing worship songs after I've had Someone beat me with rods on my back, naked back, about 30 or 40 times. That is excruciating. Anyway, they started to sing hymns thinking, oh, wow, praise God, we got beaten for Jesus. Isn't that great? (laughs) And the Lord was so moved by that, the the love that they were showing for God despite their circumstance, that he sends an earthquake and they supernaturally have every prisoner and their chains loosed in that jail. This was no ordinary earthquake. Every prisoner had his chains loosed. So when the Philippian jailer woke up and he went, oh my God, the prisoners have all gone, he was going to kill himself. Because those days, when you're guarding a prisoner, it's his life for your life. If they get away, it's your life for his life. So he's about to you know, do the whole suicide thing. And Paul goes, stop. It's okay, no one's run away. We're all here. And then he runs and he dives in front of Paul and he says, what do I need to do to get saved? If Paul and Silas didn't sing those hymns, and believe me, that was the gospel being preached, that Philippian jailer would not have had that conviction. Love. 
let's ask the Lord to get us to that place. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. Yeah, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Now, I'm going to live this out tomorrow. <laughs> and look, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up. I'm becoming a little bit more vulnerable. One of the things that the Lord has helped me with in this whole situation is, can I share that too, Pastor? The Lord said to me, when I am Lord of the deal, this will set you free. When I am Lord of the deal, everybody gets what they want. I went, what? He said, the bank gets what it wants. The seller gets what they want. You get what you want and I get what I want. I went, Lord, forget about the art of the deal. When the Lord does, you know what? That has also carried me through, through because with all this situation, I keep telling the circumstances the Lord said, everybody gets what they want. Whoever is trying to stop us from getting what we want, the bank wants and the owner wants, get, change them or get them out of the way. Because that's your word, Father, not mine. And I yield that sword. Every time that thought comes up, I say, God said everybody's to get what they want. We get what we want. The bank gets what it wants. And the, and the seller of the house gets what they want. Is that okay? Is that too much? All right. Now let that set you free. When God is the Lord of the deal, He sets the price and everyone gets what they want. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for revelation. I am by no means an expert in this field. I am learning like everyone else, but what I have, I give. I thank you, Lord, for giving us the courage to pick up that sword and wield it against the enemy. It's time for us to give back. You say in Revelation, rejoice over her, you apostles and prophets, and give back to her double what she has given unto you. Well, Father, vengeance is yours. As one person in the universe we can have vengeance on, and that is the spirit of darkness. And only you can authorize and finish that. We make no pretenses here. Our authority is the authority of the risen Christ. Nothing less. Help us, Lord, to use that authority fully and see the victory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 What a word. Hallelujah. The final blow. Who wants to give the enemy a final blow? Lord, release that. Just something to uh, back up what Pastor Tony said. Um, when you were saying about self-righteousness, just to help us, the Lord said to me, um, I'm not good enough will be the beginning of every self-work. Because you say, I'm not good enough, 
and then you devise ways on how you can be good enough in God's eyes to get the blessing. Okay, so, you know, um, we would, just to finalise what he's saying, um, Sydney was doing Kingdom Emotions this week and they were talking on Lesson 6 about the energia of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I, I was watching back because every morning I get on with them and I watch back and I stop the video and I make comment, you know. And um, they got to that scripture where Isaiah talks about your self-righteousness is like filthy rags to me, right? And we know the revelation about the word there in the Hebrew uh, that Isaiah strategically uses under the unction of the Holy Spirit is to do with a woman having her menstrual cycle. Your self-works is like, I'm going to be real graphic, a period pad to me. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, why would you get Isaiah? Why would you get Isaiah to describe self-righteous, self-works in such a weird way? Okay, I know Isaiah was a weird prophet, all right? So that sets a premise for that. Please catch what I'm about to say. He said to me this. He said, because whatever my sperm doesn't fertilize has to die and bleed to death in your life. Because if I ain't given my seed and it's not my work from the beginning, it's got to die. And this is a word for you tonight. This is a word, okay? Whatever God is not fertilised in your life, in your emotions, in your heart, in your relationships, is going to be like filthy rags in His eyes because He has not given the go-ahead for fertilization to take place. So he would rather it bleed to death than see it come alive and be something that competes with his glory. So the first step, this sermon is called the final blow. The first step to giving the enemy the final blow is putting on that breastplate of righteousness that is not your own. Okay, so he said to me while Pastor was down, while Pastor was up here, I was down there. He said, self-righteousness begins with I'm not good enough. And then he said to me, you devise ways to be good enough. And then he said, it leads all of that stuff, that self-righteousness, it leads to fear of I won't do it because I'm not good enough. He won't do it for me because I didn't do that. I didn't do what he asked me, didn't have enough faith. But he said, if you remember that it's not about your goodness, it's very easy to believe that I'll do it because it's all about what I'm already doing and what I've already done. Got nothing to do with me, God. It's about how good you are, not how good I am. 
So that just landed on me tonight as he was preaching. So I hope that that sets you free. The impossible is about God's goodness, not your goodness. Okay, receive that. The impossible in your life is about God's goodness, not your goodness. Your goodness is not going to release the impossible. His goodness will release the impossible. So let's stop trying to release the impossible on our goodness. Lord, I've been doing it. I've been doing my kingdom emotions. I've been journaling every day. I haven't lost it on the train in five days. I've said lovely words to my roommate. I've sat down with my pastors and let them speak into my life. I listened to portals four times this week. That's what we do. We do. Come on. We get the list. We get the list. And we don't realise that the enemy is just getting us to go like this. Back foot, back foot, back foot. So like Pastor said, we've got to realise it's not our righteousness. And the only thing we can defensively attack him with is... This is what God has said, Satan. This is what God has said. Did God say? Yes, He did. You know? Ha, ha, ha. Take that. Ha, ha, ha. Did God say it would be overturned? Yes, He did. So let's just seal this in prayer. Lord, we just receive the words Pastor Tony has prayed over us tonight. In this coming week, we thank you that you are going to move us in to the defensive, Lord, the defensive part of the armour, as well as the offensive, sorry, the offensive, offensive, not defensive, the offensive part, Lord, the front foot, where we give the enemy a final blow. Let that word that you spoke to Pastor Tony for us begin to unravel. I'm about to give Satan a blow that he cannot recover from. So we thank you. We thank you for tonight's word. Worship what you've done in our hearts. Let it be sealed until we come back together. And may the Lord bless you, make his face shine upon you. Keep you in good health, good standing, good momentum until we come back together again. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, and everybody declares, stand to your feet and declare and say, Amen, and give the Lord a praise. Thank you, Jesus, for a season of the impossible. Your will, your way, do whatever you want to do. We receive it. In Jesus' name, Amen. I would like to open the floor for Pastor Tony to pray quickly, okay, quickly over you for what God has just preached through Him. If you would like to receive that double anointing of giving the enemy the final blow, just come forward, let Him lay hands on you. Shania is going to stand here as well with Him after she receives. And reach out to you online. We love you. Thank you for being with us. Again, a powerhouse service. Nothing's ever the same at talk. Our pre-service people are going to come up and lead you out with a wrap-up of what God's done.
Oh, hello. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And we love you. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Jen. Can we have Ashley, oh, who, who was it? Jihei and... I'm risen above the fear. Cause I'm no longer 
Anybody who's watching, that's right, we're back here. My name is Jihei. Wow. Yeah. I, we're kind of speechless because... Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, in the pre-show, we committed the uh, whole service to the Lord, and the Holy Spirit came and did what He usually does. Absolutely. Definitely. That's right. Sharing their heart. Hi, can you hear me now? Okay. Um, our, I was just saying our pastors were like extremely vulnerable, just sharing, you know, their hearts, especially, ugh, excuse me, Pastor Tony. And um, that's just something we value and we're going to be just... It's real. Like, it's very real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it encourages us to go to the Lord and get that same kind of personal revelation for ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Pastors did mention that, you know, Pastor Tony mentioned that um, we can't, you know, have them do all the work for us. We have to go to God and they can confirm. They can pray with us. They can stand with us. But we do have to get the personal revelation, which will be used as a weapon um, we, we were talking about the weapon that's an offensive weapon, not a defensive weapon, which is um, Rima word and the scripture, the sword. 
Yes. yes. And we have to get the personal revelation in order to be able to fight um, against the punches that are coming against us. Yeah. Like the devil would want us to always be like dodging what he brings and letting right. him be the one to be on the offensive, getting mm -hmm. us to just, you know, manage. But gosh, God has given us a sword. And this is why the prophetic is so important. If you are a Christian and you don't know that you can hear the Lord's voice for yourself, you've been to the right place. Absolutely. And um, we want to pray for you. Of course, the salvation prayer will do if you want to know Jesus personally. But just know that Jesus isn't just a religion. He's a person. He's living and active. He sent his Holy Spirit to indwell within us and to give us all of his gifts, all of his fruits, and to communicate everything that we see in the book of Acts, uh, he's provided for us. And uh, just like Pastor Tony was sharing during the word. Absolutely. Yeah. In our church, Tork, New York, we do not love religion. <laughs> Our church is not about religion. Not after that picture of it That's that Pastor right. Tony shared of the insect. That's oh right. Word. And Jesus never liked religion either. Yes. And um, in our church, we, as Pastor Sonia said, it's all about relationship. Yes. It's all about being relevant. Um, so should we do the salvation prayer? Yes. <laughs> um, you may be watching for the first time and you may uh, know, like Pastor Tony said, one of the first things that the enemy will throw at us is, are you really saved? Yes. And so like, you need to know you're saved. That's right. Um, yeah. So we'll, uh, maybe Jihei will lead you through that prayer and we'll stand with you and yes. just committing your heart and your life to the Lord. And um, just knowing him personally as your Lord yes. and your savior. Yes. Team, um, could you bring up the salvation prayer for us? Thank awesome. you. Thanks team. So. Um, if you'd like to join us and say this prayer after me, then we'll trust that the Lord will speak to your heart and your life will be on, put on a different path from now. So please repeat after me if you're watching. Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all sins and wash me clean with the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again to give me life with you lord jesus come live in my heart and fill me with your spirit let me have um, true communion with you that is not based on performance or religion but total intimacy i believe in you jesus and thank you that i am saved in jesus name amen amen that's so exciting. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or you prayed it again this time with faith, then we know that uh, we can stand with you and just receiving you into uh, the body of Christ. And we want to connect with you because it doesn't start, stop with uh, praying the prayer. It begins with coming into a church, a local church or community where you can grow in your faith, learn the scriptures, uh, hear the word of God for your life. The prophetic word as much as the uh, logos word and um just be growing in maturity um so that you can bring others also into that saving knowledge and and love of, of that's Christ. right so yes yeah you're um, not meant to walk this walk alone um nobody's strong enough to do that so that's why the body of christ is here for you if you're not located here in new york we can um, definitely get you in touch with um healthy body of christ where you're at wherever wherever you're at so please reach out to us I know that our chat moderator is going to put um, email address and contact info there. Yeah. So please be in touch if you just um, said the prayers with us. Yay. 
And let's put on the armor of God, because God knows we got an enemy. That's you right. just got on to the right side of heaven and the wrong side of the devil. And let's just be clear, you need to have the armor of God. What Absolutely. Yes. Let's put on the helmet of salvation. You got that one on. The breastplate of righteousness, like Pastor Tony shed, is not your righteousness anymore. The devil's right. going to come at you with accusations. He's going to say, you messed up. And you're going to say, yeah, I did. And I'm receiving the power of the cross of Jesus for my righteousness. So we put on the righteousness that is his. And we um, take up that shield of faith. And we take up the shoes of the gospel, the belt yes. of truth, all of those defensive ones. And then... Also, we want to be able to put in our hands the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God that you can use against the enemy to make ground and to move forward in your destiny, your call, your life. Because you were put here on this earth for such a time as this. And you need to know that your life has purpose. And um, you, he has a plan for you. So we're excited. We're so happy. Do you know there's a party in heaven every time someone gets saved? How awesome. <laughs> All right, That's we're awesome. going to wrap up, I think. So Yes. Yeah. So should we pray and wrap it up? Let's pray. Yes. Cool. Thank you, Laura. Thank, Thank you, Laura. you for what's been done today, Lord. Thank you for um, this sermon about the final blow, Lord. We do want to give the enemy the final blow, Lord, because you've given us the authority, Lord, and you've given us the strategies and every weapon that we need to fight this good fight, Lord. So we just thank you, Lord, for the revelation tonight, Lord. Let it be... Um, Landing on good soil, Lord, and and be watered and be nurtured and bear fruits, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord. Yes. So we just glorify you for who you are. You're a good, good father, and there's nothing good in us but your your goodness. Your goodness will um, make us overcome. Your goodness will bless us, Lord. It is all about who you are and your goodness, Lord. So we just thank you and praise you, Lord. Yes, we thank you and praise you. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. And in the meantime, go to the message of the week on Spotify. Check out this message. Listen to it again. Uh, and just be continue to grow in your faith. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. My child, I created this beach. I created this beach for you to know my waves of compassion. These waves of satisfaction, effective in action, they do run deep. Just because you've never seen this or done this before doesn't mean I haven't won this war. In my sea, even in the discomfort, there's always victory. My child, you want fair familiar, easy, simple formations. You want to tell me what stability looks like, feels like, sounds like. But my moves bring chills. I tell you, my child, those mindsets I want to bring up. I want to draw out the real you, the you I formed in my daughter's wombs. I...
If this is your first time accepting Jesus, we would love for you to get in touch with us so we can walk alongside you in taking your next steps in faith. There is so much that God wants to do in your life to show his goodness and love, and our team is ready and willing to connect you and partner with you on your journey. Visit torque.org contact to speak to someone today. It is our joy to partner with you and see Jesus become real, relevant, and relational in every part of your life. Thanks for listening to the talk message of the week. We hope you were encouraged by this and stirred to make this more than just words, but a reality. If you have been impacted by what was shared, why not go ahead and share it with someone who you know needs to hear it? You can get the latest episodes of this podcast by subscribing via Spotify, Apple, or your talk app. Need to rewatch this message again? Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or check out talktv.org for more amazing content. We thank you for your generous support and prayers. And if you would like to contribute to our ministry, please visit talk.org forward slash give. From all of our leaders and team, we love you, are praying for you, and believing for your every step to be aligned with him and his spirit this week. Until we see you next time, God bless.